Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen. Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, Race Forward. Uh, I believe that when we talk about God and race relations, it's always best to do it with friends. And so, as usual, I'm here with my friends Karan Boston and Mal Manessis, and we're going to talk a little bit today about something different. But um, before we get going, I I just thought it would be a good idea, uh, Karan, for you and Mal to give me an idea, like I'm a guy that likes Broadway. Like I go to New York, I see shows. I go to London, I see shows. I go to the Fox Theater here in Atlanta and see shows. I like all that stuff. Uh, but you know, like I'm I'm a, I'm an older age white dude. So like what do Latinos and African-American folks dig about like Broadway shows or do you, and if you do, what kind? I will be honest, man. I have not really grown up seeing or hearing about any black people like watching Broadway shows. You know, it was only until I got to high school where I realized that there were actually a few black people who did theater and they were kind of a little bit of the anomaly a little bit. Uh, but I got to get I'll you, tell you out what, some more, man. I have got to get you out some more. I just I'll just keep it in a hundred, man. But I'll tell you what, though, when Tyler Perry came on the scene and he started making stage plays everybody I knew was trying to watch the next Tyler Perry stage Dude, play. Listen, that's a brilliant cat right there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he just getting rich off the same story and I'm tired. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> so Mal, tell us about Latino folks and Broadway shows. Do those two things go together? If you have money? Yes. Oh, uh, if you don't, then you're part of the story. You're part, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, do know yeah. what you're saying. Okay. But seriously, fellas, Mm-hmm. You go down to the Fox Theater and see a real Broadway show. I am telling you, uh, half of the room at the Fox Theater is African-American, Asian, or Latino. Uh, and the other half are bored white people that don't really have anything better to do. And yet, I dig it. I really do. I, li- I yeah. like it a lot. Last week, guys, we talked about uh, how Hollywood depicts uh, and chooses to represent our racial... Uh, position in America, and oftentimes they misrepresent. Uh, but we 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 dialed in on a few things that move the needle in the right way of that representation. So uh, this week, folks, as we were the three of us chatting about where we're going in the next few seconds, we thought this would be a lot of fun today to talk about how we have um, and how we can learn to put on the shelf our stereotypes and learn to champion cross cultural success. Uh, not only in uh, the arts, but how the arts affect uh, the bottom line and literally our society, both economically and socially. And so uh, you know who did a great job with that, guys, and I really hope you guys have seen it. If not, I'm just going to be so disappointed in you. It's Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, America sings for you. Will they know what you overcame? Will they know you rewrote the game? This cat, uh, I'm telling you, what a great show. I told Karan the other day, Mal, I have seen this bad boy seven times seven now. Times. Yeah, so I've wow. seen it twice live. I saw it at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, and I oh, saw wow. it in London. 
I saw it in London. Remember, this is this is a story about the American Revolution. And yeah. at some point, as you guys know, like King George comes out. Yep. You should have heard the Brits laughing about King George. That was some funny <laughs> stuff right there, man. And then I've seen it five times on Disney Plus. And now that we're talking about it and recording today, I might do it again tonight. So, uh, oh, wow. so you guys have seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw it. Look, I ain't gonna lie. When I started, I told you, man, we don't, re- we weren't really into Broadways except the Phantom of Opera. That don't count. That's probably one of the all-time greats. I'm no, that, that totally counts, man. Yeah, that's, that, I totally get it. Yeah, that, I dig that show. I bet. So when <laughs> I started watching Hamilton, look, I've heard all about the craze. I'm like, man, what is this Hamilton thing? I don't, I don't even know who it's about. I don't know what it's about, but everybody's talking about. It. So I was like, I'm gonna sit down and watch it, and they started singing. They started rapping. I was like, oh, that's cool. They're rapping in Broadway. But I had no (laughs) idea what they were saying. And I watched the whole first act without subtitles, and I was (laughs) struggling. Struggling. So my first time I saw it live at the Fox, and seriously, (laughs) did you know that dude that plays Lafayette? I read this the other day. He has been recorded as the fastest rapper in history. Mm. Oh, snap. That's yeah. cold. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I don't, I can't remember that cat's name, but I'm telling you, he is, he is just unbelievably talented. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mal, you saw it, right? I, I did. And if Quran, now you know how I feel. If Quran can understand the first act without, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're screwed. Yeah. Man, I was like, what is going on? No, yeah. I, I couldn't understand a thing. And, and then I had, you know, the subtitles and still couldn't understand a thing. <laughs> So, sometimes yeah. help me though they yeah, did, I, they have to help me yeah as a matter of fact if you're listening and you haven't seen hamilton yet yeah. uh make yeah. sure that you watch it the first time Absolutely. with subtitles because you'll be totally lost so i watched it two full times without subtitles and jenny and sam and abby kind of had it they kind of figured it out it wasn't until the fourth time i watched it i was smart enough to do uh subtitles and it was like mm. oh i missed that yeah. like mm-hmm. we have we have same people we have like the same guy uh, playing Lafayette and then plays Thomas Jefferson. That can be that can be funky on an old brain, man. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so literally, Mal, um, give us like tell us from from your perspective. You're watching this this stage play musical about the American Revolution and the creation of the Continental Congress, and you're a guy that um, literally is uh in some way like me and Quran, benefactors of the freedom of america but also the benefactor mm-hmm. of the pain and the suffering of america i think that's fair to say for all of us yeah but uh at the same time tell us what how, how do you respond to seeing such cross-cultural effort on the stage because i thought that was the most fascinating thing about the whole story was the creation of it yeah absolutely i, I for me i mean the production is flawless is is amazing but i, I was i couldn't quite understand everything uh, that was going on. So I, I went and did a little research. I was reading an article and watching a video on Good Morning America, and they were explaining how the angle that they were coming from is, uh, although history is not 100% accurate and perfect, uh, and done more for dramatic purposes, the purpose was to push people to study and try to find out more. And that's what I've done. And I love that it's like an immigrant narrative to quote the guy that they were interviewing uh, before there was a United States, you know, and, and uh, the second thing that really got me, it was it's very heavy on the cross cultural appreciation uh being that thomas jefferson the guy that plays thomas jefferson is a black guy david diggs uh and uh the guy that plays george washington another black guy he is Chris a Jackson. bad boy isn't he, he i'm is, telling you that is he, a yeah. thick human being right there yeah and I, of course, I want him on my side yeah man yeah, absolutely and of course 
Latino power, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he was you know, playing Alexander Hamilton. So I, I thought it was amazing. It was a great depiction of what America looks like today before there was an America back then. So I, I thought it was, it was good. Yeah. I'm not a big Broadway fan, but this got my attention. Yeah, yeah. So, Karan, mm. I guess to get a little deeper, you know, I think we'd all agree quality is like unbelievably good, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, and I but I think uh, the question that that probably burns in me wanting to ask a young African-American cat is, uh, do you think it do you think that the, 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 the show, the production, do you think it digs deeper culturally than just the fact that it's entertaining and good? Mm. I, you know what I do? I think what they did do uh, is being scrutinized because people are upset about what they choose to omit out of the story. Mm. But what I think they did put on the screen is what America could look like, what America yeah. should look like. And regardless of, you know, the scenes in the story, the arts, the artistic expression, the artists, all of them had a major key uh, story that they were telling that had nothing to do with the script of Alexander right. Hamilton. Right. And so I think that, yes, it does further that America could be this place where all talent is seen uh, as talent for talent. It, it, you know, that cross-cultural representation there where you got to see, like, a black dude play George Washington, who we know right. is a white guy, uh, the uh, Hispanic guy playing, you know, Alexander Hamilton. You know, you got to see uh, people from different cultures playing a person who is not of their culture. It was kind of weird at first, but what it forced you to do is it forced you to say, okay, I can evaluate this as talent for talent. Yeah. And therefore, if I look at Miranda, he's not just good for a Hispanic guy. He's great. As he's an just artist, great. Period. Yeah, that's I see. You know I'm with saying? you on that. Cause I know it is. I think it speaks to uh, dignity. It speaks to uh, success. It speaks to, uh, this earnest passion. Like I believe God has created a story within all of us that he wants to pull out. And when I see a guy like, uh, Lynn Manuel, uh, Miranda, I think to myself, okay, how stinking cool. Here's a guy telling a story about the American history of an immigrant through an immigrant's mm -hmm. eyes today. And my favorite mm -hmm. line in, uh, one of, one of my favorite lines, cause I've, I've learned mostly songs. So I listen to it all the time is when, the two guys look at each other and give it a high five and says, immigrants, we get that job done. And right. I, you know, <laughs> right. I look at that and I think that's the story right there. You know, I mean, that's the story. You could take all of that with a Puerto Rican artist who wrote it, wrote the lyrics to it, co-wrote the music to it uh, mm -hmm. and put it all to hip hop lyrics. Uh, and you think about it. I mean, when you go see this, guys, I mean, it, you're talking about a lot of white people sitting mm -hmm. in the seats and you're talking about a lot of people of color sitting in the seats and they're all cheering about this one story that proves uh, quality and messaging matter, you yeah. know? And I love what you guys both kind of leaned into, which is this isn't a story about the fact that we have uh, Latinos on the stage or the talent that wrote it. It's not about the fact that we have African-Americans on the stage and their talent that performed it and helped co-write it. This is about the fact that uh, people of all colors came together to put something together that was successful, wildly successful, and was high, like high quality. So it, yeah. I look at that and I think to myself, this is the model, not only for how the arts function, but it's how, it's how we ought to function. And I ought to, I want to add to that, Chuck, because like what the, and in, in when you look at the story that they told, 
they told a story about America then, but how true is that story for America now? Like they were yeah. talking about a revolution where people who felt oppressed by another group of people were like, we're right. going to revolt. We're going to do, right. we're going to protest. We're going to write. We're going to change the way that things are going. And I also even love the way that they utilize the women in this story yes. to say that, you know what? Yes. Women weren't, women don't have to just be silent. Like all these women had stories. These women had influence and these women played a huge part yeah. in what took place. So like, it was very inclusive to so all good. people who has, who history has tried to silence. Yeah. That, you know what, that, I love that concept, because what you just draw out, because it really does, like, part of the story that's woven in there, do you remember, guys, it's early on in the scene, and they're, they're in the tavern, right, and they're saying, uh, you know, we're going to remember this night forever, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know where, there's a book that Jenny, my wife, read that talked about where he was when he wrote each of these lyrics, uh, and I don't remember where he was when he wrote it, but the story behind it was that he wanted to write something that people, that those lyrics would outlive him. Uh, you know, when I think about that, it, the, the, the story of inclusion and the story of, uh, of revolution and revelation, that story, we will remember that forever. It will outlive me and outlive my grandkids. My grandkids will someday probably perform this play at their school, hmm. you know? And I think to myself, now that's awesome and you know why not uh why not guys like whether you're latino african-american asian white female old or young whatever how about if we just try to figure out how do we encourage folks to race toward and embrace the intentionality of the efforting you know what i mean oh yeah i'd like to add on that like i think what it does is it normalizes universal dignity it wow. gives each person a seat at the table it gives each person an opportunity to be viewed as successful talented valued loved and i think man when you talk about god in that does not god look at all of us like that does he not look yeah. at all of us all of us as worthy enough to send his only begotten son like he esteems value in all and james calls favoritism yeah. a sin and so like when we get down to the nitty-gritty Hamilton put on display what God had already put on display. Yeah, and yeah, that right. is that yeah. all human life deserves to be valued, appreciated, yep. respected, yep. celebrated, and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, the uh, the message of the gospel in and of itself is a revelation. But what it did for the world was create a revolution. You know, and it's, good. It, it's woven inside that story. Like in my life, when I came to know Christ, man, I had a revelation. But what is still happening in my life is a radical revolution of God doing a work in my life. I think this is the message that race forwards about, you know, this mm -hmm. is where I think, you know, for us, as we try to wrap this segment up, I think it would be good for us to probably give somebody a hook that would say, hmm. all right, how do, how do you make sure that there's this ongoing revolution in your soul? How, you know, and how do you get so introspective that no matter who or where you've come from or are, where you're at or what may be in front of you right now, how do you ensure that there is a constant revelation of Christ at work in you that's creating a constant stir of revolution that comes out of you? Does that make sense? You know, yeah. and so for me, it's like we need men, women, uh, and students to have a passion for a revelation that would stir them into 
constant daily revolution that changes. That's what I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think that's what was the story behind the story of the story of Hamilton. Facts. Yeah. So maybe as we wrap up, uh, Mal, why don't you, why don't you, literally, why don't we just pray that God would fall on people today and part of their prayer would, God, give me a desire uh, for you to create a revelation and stir the revolution up in my soul. You know, why, why don't we, why don't we end with a prayer like that? Mal, why don't you lead us and then Quran, you'll send us out. How about that? Absolutely. Good. Cool. Father Go, God, we are yours and all of us are seeing the same through your eyes. Would you allow us to do the same, to value each other as you value us? And as we look at who we are today as a country, may we just look back and, and, and look at what you've done throughout history. And, and may we learn from the good things and may we learn from the weaknesses and, and embrace those so that we don't make the same mistakes and we can move forward and, and, and with a new, uh, a completely new perspective of what you want to do in our country and, and through our country and through us being part of this country. Father, I, I just thank you for the fact that you are in control and for the fact that you uh, want us to grow and you want us to develop Amen. and you want us to be better mm-hmm. and you want us to be one. So Father, would you please show us ways in which we can uh, always um, make a contribution towards that oneness. And and instead of thinking about division, always help us think and be proactive about becoming one in everything that we do and everything that we say. We thank you so much for allowing us to even look at this from this perspective and for being our Father and loving us the way you are. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Kron, send us out, my friend. Y'all, last week, and if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do go back and listen to that. We talked about some great things, but the overarching concept of the entire conversation is that we would learn to crush stereotypes and celebrate cross-cultural success. Y'all, God is not, he is not in the business of confusing you. He wants you to know that he considers each and every one of us all one. He says, there's no more Jew, there's no more Gentile, there's no male, female, it's all, now we're all one in Christ. And when we are able to recognize that oneness, that's what makes it easier to crush stereotypes and celebrate cross-cultural success. Next week, when we get to talking, we're going to be talking about what hinders our specific cultures from achieving cross-cultural unity. So we're going to be talking about... Yeah, we're going to be talking about the plank in your own eye, the log in your own eye. And so so I'm encouraging each and every one of y'all to pull your pants up. Come on back next week. Uh, If you haven't watched Hamilton yet, go ahead and watch that. And I'll add, watch the Hamilton History Has Its Eyes on You. We'll put that on the Race For It podcast website, and we'll see y'all next week. All right. God bless you. Bye now. Adios.